Should I cue the bagpipes? <laughs> no? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to our newest episode of And Here's Why with myself, Paige. And Lauren. We're a podcast where thoughts and feelings can be poured out about books, movies, and TV shows that get you in the feels. We'll be tackling one topic per episode and typically with, but not limited to, guests joining us as well. So today's episode will include a special guest star. Yes, my friend Kenzie's here to join us and she's picked today's topic of discussion, which is Dead Poet Society. Kenzie, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, my name is Kenzie Ryan. I'm 22 years old. I'm an actress and a philanthropist. I run my own nonprofit organization called Brat Pack 11, and we grant wishes to military kids, wounded, and fallen soldiers. And I make YouTube content for fun. Yes, the TikTok queen. <laughs> oh gosh, that too. Quarantine times, people. <laughs> Dark times, desperate measures. So, Kinsey, you're a military brat yourself then? Yes, I am. My dad was in the Army. That is so awesome. My dad's Army too, so that's why I asked. So, respect to us. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so for those that do not know, Dead Poet Society, super short synopsis. It's an English teacher. Basically, just he inspires his young students with poetry. It's basically as vague as you can get, but that's the gist. (laughs) I'm embarrassed to say that this was my first time watching this film. (laughs) Shame. (laughs) Well, I want to know, what did you guys think of it? So. (laughs) No, I I want your honest opinions. Absolutely. So I loved it. I really, truly did. I loved it. I should have read a description of what I was getting myself into because the whole time I'm like, oh my God, this little like coming of age, happy-go-lucky film. And then suicide. And I was like heart shattered. Just like I – it was one of those where I couldn't even – I didn't even cry in the moment because I was just so shocked. Right. I just – my brain was like processing like, wait, little cinnamon roll Neil just literally (laughs) shot himself. Like what is my life right now? I know. I know. Well, it was funny because so – Lauren, when she said that you had picked to do this movie, Kinsey, um, I was like, oh, that's such a good movie. And she had not seen it. So we watched it together. Um, (laughs) And seeing Lauren's reaction, I think, was more funny than anything because – As it's progressing, like, Neil's about to, you know, his dad's like, oh, you're going to go to military school and all that. Like, I'm watching Lauren to kind of read her and see what she thinks is about to happen. Right. And she's like, oh, my God, he's going to kill his dad. He's going to shoot his dad while he's sleeping. And I'm like, oh, if only. Like, (laughs) And then that happens. And she turned and looked at me like she just saw a puppy get hit by a car or something like it was so sad i was like oh my gosh you really had no idea that was coming so no definitely broke my heart again but i mean it's a great movie all in all so yeah i wish i could have seen there to be your see your reaction (laughs) because that's funny you thought it was a coming of age (laughs) yeah it um broke my soul in half but you know (laughs) 
<laughs> still a great film but yeah, great just film. kind of took a piece of me with it so so I want to know Kinsey what made you choose that movie is that one of your favorite movies or is there another reason yeah um as an actress I think I just ever since I was a kid even before I got into acting it was a family tradition to sit around the TV and watch a movie together or a new TV show I was just raised up watching that with my dad and then we would have discussions right after and so quite literally I was in bed at 17 years old scrolling through Netflix and I see Dead Poet Society and I've always loved Robin Williams I've never seen it before and I'm like that's so weird I feel like I've seen so many Robin Williams films yeah so I'm laying in bed not sure what to expect like Lauren and I just remember (laughs) sobbing like tears And it's just been one of my all-time favorite films because I feel like it's one of those things that you can go back to and you have a new perspective or you can sit there and reflect on your own life and definitely kind of it's it's one of those really deep films that makes you think. So I really enjoy it. That's a good point that you say that, you know, you do have a different perspective. Um, Like we grew up always watching older movies. My dad you know, he always had us watching an older movie. And I know that that movie specifically came out in, what, 89 or something? So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> way old. older than <laughs> any of us are. So, uh, but you, you know, that's a valid point. It definitely, just seeing it, I've seen it a few times. Um, but now seeing it again, even, it was just, it hit in a different way. And I don't know if that's even so, like, now that Robin Williams, you know, he was no longer with us. And it's kind of, you know, it happened that way, um, in a sense. Um And it's just really sad. So I think that's why it hit different for me that time, just seeing him in that movie where that happens. I was like, oh my gosh, that's heartbreaking. It is, absolutely. Um, We'll get into the heartbreak again. (laughs) I'm going to side, (laughs) I'm going to side table it for now because I do want to talk about a lot of the things that I loved about this film because honestly, there were a lot of things that I loved. First of all, great soundtrack. I mean, we love yes. a bagpipe. The bagpipes. <laughs> we love a good bagpipe. <laughs> um, yes, we do. And uh, some of the music was kind of like chill, Stranger Things vibe, and obviously love that. <laughs> Did anyone have a teacher like John Keating? Anyone? No, I wish. Uh-uh. Yeah, I wish. I can't relate. <laughs> What an incredible teacher to have. I found parts of him in some of the teachers that I've had, but like never a full John Keating moment, just like little little shines of his charisma mm-hmm. and things. But um, yeah, not fortunate enough to experience him full on. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. I think he challenged his students to be pushed outside of their comfort zones and realize that it's okay to be fearful and to not allow society to put you into a box or dictate, you know, which life path to go down. So what an incredible thing to teach students, you know what I mean? Because there's so many pressures from society, parents, school, whoever it is. He was great at highlighting their weaknesses in order to help them grow and figure out how to better teach them. Um, And I thought that that was unique. I did have a teacher. um, It was one of my Spanish teachers. She was like that. So, Miss Hannah, if you're listening, love you for that. But um, (laughs) (laughs) – Oh, I love that. (laughs) 
But I mean, I just I felt like that was really unique. So I think for me, the biggest thing was any I could appreciate any teacher that didn't put on a performance for you and they were just like super real with you. I had one teacher who would just always call me out on my bullshit and that's probably she was my favorite teacher at the time. I hated her because I'm like, oh my God, she sees right through me. I'm so angsty, like whatever. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get to next period so I can see, you know, the guy like whatever, screw this. But then her just being so real and not putting on this performance of like, oh, I'm a teacher. I know all the things and you, insolent child, know nothing. Like, I don't know. I never could relate to a teacher or like bond with them in that sense when they tried to do that to me. I don't know, especially in that phase of life. That is such a delicate phase where you don't want to be told what to do or for your flaws to be accentuated, you know, like. Yeah, like I I already belittle myself. Don't add to that mm -hmm. fire, please and thank you. (laughs) But that's really cool. So later on, you found out you really appreciated that person as a teacher. Oh, just yeah. Just not in the moment. Yeah. In the moment, I was like, this is my worst nightmare. Would you have got on your desk and, you know. <laughs> um. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no. Yeah. I don't. Now I would. Like if I were to go blast in the past and, you know. There you go. Then if something came up where she was about to be fired, then I'd be like, no. She's my favorite, but no. At the time, I'd be like, good riddance. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, favorite character? I feel like this is a no-brainer for me because I loved Neil Perry, just like little cinnamon roll, loved him dearly throughout the whole thing. But surprisingly, Charlie Dalton was definitely either on par with my favorite or like very close second because he was kind of like the class clown hated him at first but like you grow (laughs) to love him I guess did anyone else love when Charlie punched that nerd in the face okay thank you that is in my notes as my favorite scene because he totally sorry I jumped ahead (laughs) (laughs) he did it oh god he was wait and Charlie his real name's Nuwanda so let's right Nuwanda yep yes Nuwanda, <laughs> the badass that will go down in history forever. <laughs> oh, Nuwanda, my Nuwanda. <laughs> okay, favorite characters. John Keating, obviously. What made me love him even more? Okay, he's a great teacher and he's got a gift with these kids. But at the end where he's clearly done wrong, I don't mean he has done wrong, but they did him wrong. He doesn't even fight it, you know? He's just like, well, I tried to make a difference and it is what it is. And he kind of just, I guess, realized it was out of his hands. And I was like, wow, that is so humble and just so mature. You know, I was like, wow, that's, he's definitely my favorite just because of, that's how I would rather handle things than fight with people. Just like it is what it is, like just not even wasting your energy. So I respected that. I loved Keating. Keating's great. I think if I had to pick another one, I feel like Meeks is really underrated. He didn't get a lot of big parts. But <laughs> no. you know what? He was Charlie's sidekick. 
Right. <laughs> Pulled out his jacket, put in the mud. No, seriously, um, if I'm being serious, I think Knox was also one of my favorites. Simply because his scenes were just so, like, he was such a romantic. Like, he really tried to take Keating's advice. As much as you can with a flat top. <laughs> <laughs> It was set in 1959, okay? That was the look, so. I, nope. Nope. (laughs) Oh, my God. But did you guys cringe when he pulled out the poem in class and he read it to Chris? I was dying. My skin was crawling off of my body. I was sweating. I was like, Knox, what are you doing, honey? Step away. Turn around. And that, just that whole subplot of his like little love story i'm like just such casual cheating like by this girl she's like he can't know what her name's chris right she's like oh he can't know and but it's fine and then goes with him and they're smiling and holding hands and i'm like wow that's i guess that's okay to promote in the 80s that's high school yeah that's high school for you i guess she wanted a man with depth can we blame her <laughs> oh Knox Knox Overstreet what a name that's a that's a superstar's name Knox Overstreet sounds like an actor's name it sounds like either that or I could definitely see him coming out with his own poetry book like a milk and honey situation mm, that would be spicy that would fit the plot very well I was um, looking up some of the actors just because this movie was, you know, older. And um, Robert Lawrence Leonard, who plays Neil Perry. So, you know, in the movie, he's into theater and acting. And he's actually, he did that in real into life. Into what? You heard me. Into theater or theater? Theater. I'm from the South. We say theater. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so... Plays Neil Perry. Um, he's into that in the movie. Well, in real life from 86, just actually to 2018, he's been doing plays and stuff. He was actually recently in Romeo and Juliet. And then he also was in To Kill a Mockingbird at one point. So I thought that was interesting that that's what his character portrayed and that he actually does that. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I had no idea. That's a fun fact. Well, I feel like Paul Blart right now. Fun fact for you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that a lot of people, well, I'm not going to say a lot of people, some people, um, I guess we're like calling out, what's his name? Leonard? That guy? Robert Lawrence Leonard? Okay. So people were angry and I guess like calling out his name, like seeing him in the streets um, about Neil's death and I guess sort of questioning whether it fit in the movie or if it was romanticized to look heroic. And in an interview, like back when the movie had just come out, he had a really good quote and it said, um, for Neil, that was his ultimate carpe diem, seizing his life and making a decision for himself. Um, And then you see the traumatizing devastation to follow that a 17-year-old really doesn't think about before they do something like that. And I think that that was like phenomenally said Because in a way, this movie is a coming of age, but in a way where it's like your childhood can be messy and it can be dorky, like reading a poem in front of an entire classroom to the girl Mm -hmm. that you like. Um, And you can make these horrible, rash decisions that 
you know, you think could be outlooked as heroic, but to you, it's more, I guess what he said, like the ultimate carpe diem, not that it should be romanticized. And I'm not really sure. I don't think it was, um, but it was definitely, I looked at it more of like a very powerful moment than something that was just cinematic to be cinematic. I think that was beautifully said for sure. And I feel like that view almost in a way is like kind of what they tried to pin on Mr. Keating um, by like what you said about seizing the day, but the ultimate, you know, seizing his own life and just making that choice. I feel like that's kind of how they tried to pin it on him and be like, oh, this is his fault. When in reality, like, I mean, we've been teenagers and been put in a spot where maybe like your parents want you to do something that you don't want to do. Not to that extent for me personally, um, you know, but like you're put in that position and you really do just feel like, oh, I'm never going to be happy again or something. And I feel like really like military school for him. I think he would just honestly rather not live than to do that. I don't even know if it's about seizing the day or it had any other meaning then I just don't want to do this. And this is my answer to what you're trying to make me do just because his dad had always had such a control over him and stuff. And I think when you're that young too, like you were saying, everything is magnified. Yeah. And so when he said in the film that like going to military school, that's an added on 10 years to his life. That seems like a lifetime. Yeah. Like for for him, that's the end of everything. Like you're basically – creating guidelines of where my life is going to be I don't get a say so as a kid I think that film reflected what it feels like to be a teenager where you're getting all of this pressure all of this all of these opinions and you're being told what you should and shouldn't do and it just feels like so much buildup and so I think that film was trying to reflect that Again, I agree with Lauren. I don't feel like it was romanticized. I can see why people say that, but I feel like it was just explaining what it really feels like to be a teenager because it doesn't feel like there's an escape or that things will get better. Absolutely. So basically you're saying you would definitely fight Richard Cameron for blaming Ke- <laughs> uh, for blaming Keating because I would have punched the shit out oh. of that dude. Oh my gosh, every time I watch this film with my mom, we are screaming at the TV. <laughs> it is like, you jerk! <laughs> Messing with Keating. Like, he started out being like a character that I actually liked, but then towards the end, I was like, I, I'm not going to say I wished anything crazy upon him, like death, but I was like, you, sir, should have been the one to go, not my little Neil baby. <laughs> It was funny from the beginning, Lauren, you like was saying stuff about Neil's character. She's like, oh, he's so nice. Blah, blah, blah. I like him. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, this is not going to end well. Like, yeah, you should have warned me like the whole time I'm sitting there. She couldn't have warned you. It wouldn't have had the same effect then, though, if you knew it were coming. Like, you had to figure that out. Life's not like that. You don't know what's going to happen. This is true. You just, you hate to see it. No, definitely. character that, they they definitely specifically make you get this love and affection for Neil that, you know, just kind of 
overdoes it than any of the other characters like Todd Anderson he's in it he's I feel like supposed to be one of like the main characters not that he isn't but I feel like he's definitely put on the back burner and that's what I was gonna say (laughs) they definitely just they're like hey you're important but not really go back here until the very end he had a good character arc but he he did I feel like too that they created Neil because I think we can all see bits of ourselves in Neil. We can all identify as dreamers and he wanted something so big for his life and he wanted to chase his passions. And so I feel like we kind of resonate with that. And Todd, on the other hand, is someone who's so fearful about so much. Like he's so scared to put himself out there. And I feel like we can also identify with that as well. But Neil for sure is one of those characters that you just get latched onto. He's really, he's got it all because he's, first of all, he's a kid, you know, so that's got your heart. And then he's cute. He acts, he's raw. Like he is just a hundred percent himself. And I mean, obviously when he's not like with his dad, but like when he's with his friends and even, you know, Mr. Keating, he's just this bubbly person. And I think too, that's what draws you in and then devastates you. Yeah, absolutely. The camaraderie just like really did it for me throughout this whole film. And that I think is what had me so shooketh as you youngins would say. Um, Tammy. Tammy says that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They just like make it seem like these are going to be the bestest bros for life. Like I got very Sandlot vibe bros. Goonies. Bros till the end. And I guess in my head, Todd Anderson's arc was like lone wolf to like towards the end. He was very Saturdays are for the boys vibes. Like... (laughs) Saturday, (laughs) Saturday. (laughs) Okay, shut that down right now. I don't know. I was hoping his character would be less timid earlier in the movie, if that makes sense. You know, like, I mean, yeah, he has him say his poetry in front of the class and all that. And it was great, like how he kind of grills him about it. But I wish that he would have just become even more so outspoken and really just came out of his shell. So not at the very end. I think if there were to be a a number two, which I I hope they never do that because I don't know where they would even go from there. But my point being (laughs) is if there was a number two, (laughs) I think he probably after Neil's death, I feel like that has to change someone. So I like to believe that he has been changed for the better. You know what I mean? I always like to think about where the characters are at now. So I think Todd probably sees life in a whole new perspective and really is taking that whole carpe diem thing seriously now. I think it just resonates with people at different times. You know what I mean? I feel like Keating's lessons kind of didn't sit with every student because you would see some of the background characters kind of like roll their eyes and be like, whatever. And some other of the main characters, it would really resonate with them. So I think it's just a reflection of life in general. Yeah, yeah. Just like that one character who during the iconic Oh Captain, My Captain scene, like you could tell towards the beginning, he was kind of a douche canoe about the whole all the lessons and stuff that John Keating was trying to like, like the eye rolling. Yeah. And, the yeah. eye rolling yeah. and just like, Oh, I'm like too good for this. Like this is such like feminine, like baby stuff. And then towards the end, obviously Neil's death kind of hit everyone. And then 
he really saw like that John Keating is just like this great teacher and he actually learned a lot from him. So then during that, oh, captain, my captain scene, he stood up and I like floored me and I was like, oh, my God, such growth. And kids like that, I could not stand in school like that bothered me when a teacher, I mean, all teachers are passionate about what they're teaching in their own way. You know, we all have bad days and there's going to be sometimes, you know, where they're frustrated and you're frustrated. But like at the end of the day, it takes a special kind of person to be able to teach. And when the kids would be disrespectful to teachers, oh my gosh, literally, especially Ange, my mom was a substitute <laughs> at my high school and people were so I thought I was going to get in a fight with someone before graduation and I wasn't going to be able to walk because people are so disrespectful to my mom like she's soft spoken and just her disposition like yeah V off topic but like I just can't stand kids like that that are disrespectful and stuff. I'm like, even if you don't agree with it, just sit there and listen. Like, you don't know everything, you know? Right, absolutely. And especially with someone like Keating who put so much into his lessons and actually cared. You know what I mean? He wasn't just throwing a textbook. Like, goodbye. I actually have a question for you guys. Um, So one of Keating's lessons, he pulled out a Whitman quote uh, poem and it went into this huge monologue where he basically was asking, what will your verse be? What are you going to contribute to society? And so I think that's something that really resonated with me and made me think, okay, what am I contributing to the world? So what do you think your verse will be that you guys are contributing? Mm, gosh, oh heck. <laughs> I think mine as like lame and dorky as it sounds is like the stories that I have in my head. Because as a writer, obviously, the only thing that I want to do is create stories, make books, everything like that. So it's like, I guess an outsider reading a fantasy story that I write isn't going to be like, wow, this like really hits me hard. But just the fact that I can put a story that's inside my head, put it on paper and have you read it and hope hopefully give someone else like those emotions that I had about characters, especially a character that I make. I feel like that is sort of my way of making a mark on the world, I guess. Right. Yeah. No, that's not lame or dorky at all. I love that. That's incredible. And too, Trinch. Lauren, like with that profession, like you don't know what you're helping people escape, you know, like just by them reading and escaping to yeah. that world that you've created. Like you don't know what their home life is like or, you know, excuse me, what they're going through. But like you might be saving a life. You have no idea. No, that's incredible. You're contributing art to the world. And I think there's nothing better you could really do than that. Yeah, not everyone can do it. So with your gift, I'm like, you you owe that, you know, to give back because that's incredible. An artiste. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> For me, like the degrees that I'm pursuing are in criminal psychology and crime scene investigation. And so I feel like what I'm doing is I want to help tell a story that can't tell itself. Um, you know, like one of the main things I'm interested in doing is um, being a part of like a crime scene unit um, and being a forensic technician, collecting evidence, that type of thing. Obviously, if you've got a victim and they're deceased and then obviously people don't really turn themselves in, 
So you're having to work with what you have and recreate what happened. Not biased, of course, but I don't know. That's the way that I want to help people by telling a story that other people can't. So girl, my mom would be so jealous of you right now. She, do you know how much Dateline we watch? In this oh my household? gosh. She's like, if I could go back, if I could go back and choose a profession, it would be exactly that. She loves that kind of stuff. No, that's incredible. Seriously. That's awesome. Tell her it's never too late. It is never too late. She can still do it. She loves it. I mean, there's always Dateline going, playing in the background. It's uh, It's hard to sleep in this house. I feel that I'm like, it's, I don't know, like, it's intriguing more than anything. Like, I don't watch it as entertainment, even though that's what it's intended to be. It's I'm just like, how like, I want to understand why people think that way. And, you know, so that I can work against them. But yeah, tell her it's not too late. She's got this. She should go to school and do it. She could knock it out in probably two and a half years. Easy. I'll tell her. I'll tell her. If I wanted to make more money, I should really follow what my dad says and become a lawyer because I talk a lot and I argue a lot. Also, fun fact, argue with Lauren. I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, when we have game nights, we just had a game night. And I straight up, we started arguing and I just shut up. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And Lauren's husband's like, what? And I was like, I'm not arguing with her. And he was like, why? Because you know you're going to lose. I was like, yeah, it's not worth wasting my breath. Like she's going to pound you into the ground. <laughs> I love that. It's not even, it's, that's exactly it though. It's not even that I'm like this insanely smart person because <laughs> I'm not at all. She's just not competitive. She's good. I'm competitive like- <laughs> and I will argue with someone until I am blue in the face. I would rather lose all the air in my lungs than lose an argument so I only win because like you said people just give up and it's just she would argue with a fence post that's for dang sure (laughs) girl that's all you need to be a lawyer just talk your head off until they give up and I would totally get Elle Woods vibes just because you're cute and blonde and people would be like lol what are you doing here and then you just go in and roast them love it Yep, love that for you. I just don't have the mental capacity. Like, I quit community college. You really think your girl is going to go to Harvard? Like, you no. You also wrote a novel, so goodbye. This is true. Yeah, but, I mean, I didn't need a degree for that because I just exactly. had it in my brain. But, Honey, you've got this. Life's hard, okay? She's going to law school. You heard it here first, folks. No, absolutely. <laughs> Shut that down right now. Ryan's going to be so excited. He can just go golf all the time. You'll be his sugar mama. Kenzie, did you have a favorite part of Dead Poets Society? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Cutting that shit right off. Um, Kenzie, did you have a favorite part of Dead Poets Society? So I feel like my favorite part from Dead Poets Society is probably when all the boys were chasing down Mr. Keating and they had his little yearbook. And they were trying to figure out what Dead Poet Society was, and he wouldn't answer them until they called him Captain. They were like, oh, Captain, my Captain. And he was like, oh, what's up? No. So, and then that's when, you know, Dead Poet Society was created in that moment. So I feel like that's one of my favorite parts. I agree. And that's that's just such a dude thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'll get into poetry, but like, let's make this a dude group. 
that like gets together <laughs> and has some chicks. Yeah, shows naughty pictures of women smoking cigarettes. I'm like, you just can't get more high school bro than that. No, no. But with I had a little bit of spice though, because what bros, you know, say poetry out loud. I feel like they were loving that femininity though. Like you could tell that they were like also into it. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it a lot. What was your favorite part from Dead Poet Society? Yeah, I'm going to have to steal Kenzie's because that was just such a good moment. Definitely the end. Just everyone coming together. That was just such a rush because you're coming down off of that Neil just killed himself. And, you know, you're sad. But then for that to happen, it's almost like those sad tears turn to happy tears because you're like, oh, they're protecting him. Or again, we already touched on it. But when um, the redhead Cameron got punched in the face, also a beautiful moment. Yeah, beautiful moment. (laughs) You go, Nuwanda. You go. Another good one is when Mr. Keating had all the students kind of walk at the same pace outside. And it was this lesson of, you know, conformity and not doing what exactly society tells you to do. You can do your own walk. You can go down a different path. And I felt like that lesson really resonated because, Lauren, like you said, you dropped out of community college. And some people maybe in society (laughs) would – Yeah, and (laughs) some people would – some people maybe would judge that. But for me personally, and I'm sure plenty others – you chose your own life path and you wanted to pursue something that you knew – college wouldn't get you there. You know what I mean? You could go and do that at the comfort of your own desk and pursue that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think Mr. Keating's lesson was exactly that. You know, you can go and do and pursue whatever you want. You don't have to listen to society. On a whole lot less emotional level for that scene, it gave me total American Hogwarts vibes, like just that whole courtyard. (laughs) I was loving it. Yes, that too. That's a good question. What house they would have been in, some of the characters. Oh, I love this. Um, <laughs> You're like, I've got this. No, I've got these prepared in my head. <laughs> Neil is Gryffindor through and through. Todd gives me more Ravenclaw just because he was more like studious in this movie, I think. What about Charlie? Yeah, he's a tough nut to crack. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Slytherin only because he's more like, he does seem more like cunning and like quick-witted and seems more like daring to do things, obviously by the fact that he was like paddled and like didn't enjoy it, but he took it like a badass. (laughs) I forgot about that. Like literally he was like laughing and crying at the same time. And if that's not me, I don't know what else is. (laughs) You got a little spanky. Your girl got spanked a bit as a child because I was just the worst. Okay, I will say I didn't get nearly enough spankings. Like I should have gotten way more than what I did get. And when my mom did it, she like was like tapping me. So I would pretend to cry. So she thought I was in pain. Oh my gosh. You know, this is so we've discussed it. So love you, mom. <laughs> you should have gotten the soap in the mouth. I feel like that would have hurt you a little bit more to the core. I did taste soap just to see what it tasted like. So if I did slip up and say crap and I got my mouth washed out with soap, that I would do what it tasted like. It was not good. I didn't say that. Paige, what'd you have for lunch? Oh, you know, a grilled cheese, a little bit of dial, you know. <laughs> But no, back to that scene, though, it was definitely up there with one of my faves, but still the O-Captain, my captain, like when they're initially trying to get uh, 
John Keating to like turn around for them and just like the birth rebirth I guess of Dead Poet Society just with their little generation (sighs) you just can't beat it do you know what I'm so surprised he left and listened to what's the old man's name I don't even know he doesn't even deserve to be called by his name Nolan Nolan whatever it was and he's like get out of here Mr. Keating and I'm like what are you gonna do you already fired him you know what I mean (laughs) If it were me, I would have just gone and stood on my desk, you know, followed the kids. And he's old as dust, so like... Uh, What's he gonna do? Punch you? (laughs) What's the movie? I think it's Tom Hanks and the guy, he's like looking at him. He's like, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. That's what he should have done. Got up on his desk and been like... Yes! I'm the captain Oh, He deserved to be punched, Nolan. Definitely. Definitely. He was just old and bitter. Like Keating had something he never could have had. And so he yeah. was just super jealous. Do you think he went and found his woman in uh, London, Mr. Keating? Oh, for sure. That's what I'm telling myself. I hope so. Yeah, I sure hope so. I want to try and look up Charles Dalton um, or no, Charlie Charles. He's not that fancy. Charlie Dalton, his quote in Dead Poet Society where he's like, he like says that joke in front of everyone with the phone. Oh, God. Yeah. God's calling or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he picks up the phone. He says, he says, it's God. He says we should have girls at Welton. <laughs> That's what it is. So, so good. Funny. So funny. And then Keating later on was like, what did he say? It would have been funnier if it was collect. <laughs> I was like, yes. Did he actually get expelled from that? I feel like they uh-huh. said that he did, but then I feel like he was just still in No, that's when he got the spanking because the um I think it was Nolan, he was like saying, You can't get kicked out of this school because he knew he wanted to get kicked out and did it on purpose. And I think as his punishment, he stayed at school. That's right. He got kicked out later. That's right. I wish they could have given your boy Knox like a better character arc than just like the capability to like steal someone's girl. <laughs> For real, but I, I mean, know. isn't that the ultimate character quality? Now I just have One Direction playing in my head. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's what makes you beautiful. He might as well just broke out into song. That's what makes you beautiful. Oh, Dead Poet Society musical. All their songs are poetry <laughs> at this point. So, <laughs> oh my god, very deep. I feel like everyone's character arc kind of happened after the realization of like the Neil situation and then everyone was just kind of like slapped with a reality they weren't prepared for right I think it was just the problem of having so many main characters because they did have a whole group of boys to kind of go through this crisis in their life um merry crisis but it was hard (laughs) for (laughs) but it was hard to kind of just settle on one person other than neil because i feel like neil kind of was given the spotlight throughout a lot of this even though it was kind of supposed to be todd but then it yeah. wasn't <laughs> right know. yeah it was a little strange in that sense i feel like they were trying not to take away from neil too much but they were still giving like characters little subplots like you were saying like Knox going after the girl or todd i don't know what did todd do throw his little desk set over a bridge yeah yeah <laughs> that was pretty his much. Big moment. right right 
Didn't it break your heart, though, when he was running into the snow after he just found out Neil died? Oh, oh yeah. Yes, it did. And he yes, kept falling. I was like, oh, my gosh. Ripped me to shreds. It was so sad. Just, Paige and I have had this conversation before. Just boys crying just hits different. Yeah. Like, truly, I just get way more emotional when a boy cries. That's interesting. Do you know why I took one psychology class in college? No. Um, Society, I feel like, makes it out to be that boys or men, like, really aren't supposed to cry. So when we see that happen, it's, like, a strange thing, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not fair that we put that pressure on them, like, you can't cry because you're a man. But it is. It's just that's, like, what we associate it with. So when you do see it, you're like, oh, my gosh, you're crying? Like, I must need to cry, too, because this is serious. Like, this is serious. (laughs) We have to find the animals (laughs) so we can help them. (laughs) You guys are hilarious. Do you watch Wonder Pets, Kinsey? Have you ever watched Wonder Pets? Nope. I'm nodding my head like I have, though. <laughs> yeah, what? Me either. Not, yeah, not an adult, that's for sure. I just assume that song was probably from a show like Wonder Pets, if I had to guess. So that's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. But yeah, society definitely makes it out to me that men can only feel one emotion, and that's anger. And if they show that they're sad, it's a sign of weakness and. It's this whole really, really, really dumb thing. So I feel like, Lauren, maybe that's why when you see a guy cry, it just kind of pulls on your heartstrings a little. I feel that, though. That was one thing that this movie did so well was like they took these boys kind of, you know, figuring themselves out and they made them realize through, I mean, John Keating obviously taught poetry, but he taught philosophy through poetry, which I thought was just fantastic. And he kind of taught them like that the femininity of life, like you can still feel that and endure that without just being straight up feminine. Like you can still have these feelings. These feelings are acceptable for you. So just feel them, like just do it. And I thought that that was like awesome. No, I absolutely agree. It was a really, really cool lesson. I feel like that Keating constantly tried to teach his students that it's okay to feel and it's okay to be scared and that there's a whole new perspective if you look at things in a different way all in all heartbreaking yes but an amazing movie if you haven't seen it you should watch it yes go watch it hopefully you watched it before we spoiled it but (laughs) if not still go watch it (laughs) definitely I'm so glad that you picked this movie because that was one I feel like We've been looking at newer stuff, so it was really fun to go back and do something that's older, but, like, the message is powerful. I feel like it's probably a very shocking choice. Whenever people ask me my favorite movie, I say that one, and they're like, I don't think I've seen it. And I'm like, it's just one of those films that, again, makes you think. And I like movies that can emotionally move you because if a movie or a book or music can move you or inspire you or make you reflect and think about your own life or see things in a whole new way, it's done its job, in my opinion. Absolutely. My last question is, for both of you, would you attend Welton Academy? If it was modern day and John Keating took some drank from the fountain of youth and he was still (laughs) teaching there, 
would you attend? Okay, then yes. And also, I think that the punishments wouldn't be the same because I don't really think a teacher can take a paddleboard to a kid anymore. So (laughs) I would say we're in the clear on that one. And if I could receive lessons from Mr. Keating, then I would absolutely attend. Okay, I agree with that wholeheartedly. If he were the teacher, if not, heck no. Can I say (laughs) that it depends on the teacher that's paddling me? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, you do need some beatings, so I'm going to say you need to go there. It is is getting hot in here, guys. (laughs) Spicy! (laughs) We had to include one spicy in this episode. I love that. Already I said it. it. That's two times. Oh, okay. Good. Love <laughs> that. Love that for you. Yeah, um, we we're gonna do some trivia. We have to on one episode. How many times does Paige say spicy in each episode? Um, so the way that we end our episodes is super cringy and we take an important quote from the whatever topic that we've chosen. And in this case, I mean, no brainer. It's oh captain, my captain. <laughs> and we say it <laughs> we At say it together. Time. Yes. Time out. Are we going to like kind of in a panic say it like how Todd did at the end? Or is are we just like. D- what do you mean in a panic, you freak? Well, he was like, oh, captain, my captain. And I mean, Kinsey's an actress. So I feel like we should be dramatic about this. Like, let's not disappoint. Are we going to we sound do like we're being tortured or what? Yeah, because our teacher is being accused of something he didn't do. <laughs> a life is on the line. I'm dying. I love it, Paige. I think <laughs> Thank you so it. much. We're doing it, Lauren. All right. Get in let character. Me just get in this mind space. I'm going to pretend that I'm being, I'm like, I don't know, hung by my thumbs or something. <laughs> oh, um. my <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Not my thumbs. What is that accent? It so- you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the character from Big Mouth. <laughs> you nailed it. Yes, That's what it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's that, and it's also a little bit of uh, Clamantha from Fish Hooks. Oh my gosh, Fish Hooks. I forgot about that show. <laughs> I forgot what her name is in Big Mouth, though. It's like Tammy or like it's something. Like- Lola Scumpy. Oh, That's Lola. It. Yeah, because then, Paige, when I told you her name was Lola Scumpy, you were like, oh, like Scrump from Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) I do remember. Oh, gosh. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Okay, last but not least, you can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Writes. And obviously, you can find us for our podcast on Instagram as well at and here's why underscore pod. Paige, take it away. You can find me (laughs) at page.hollandsworth. It's Holland as in the country and then Swerth, S-W-O-R-T-H. You can find me on Instagram at Kinsey Ryan. Ryan is spelled R-I-E-N. And if you want to follow my TikTok journey to fame, you can follow me (laughs) on TikTok at Kinsey Ryan, R-I-E-N-N. Two ends that time. And YouTube is just Kinsey Ryan. So... All right, all right. I'm, I'm in character. Whenever you're mm-hmm. oh, Captain, my like, Captain. Captain. Guys, I literally saluted when I said it. <laughs> I don't know what came, <laughs> I don't know what came over me, but I was really in the moment. <laughs> you're like, I'm getting in full character, not just my voice. We're ready. I, I puffed out my chest like I was ready to punch Richard or something. Like, oh, I, I love it. Know. 
Yes. I put my hand to my earphones like I was in, like I was Mariah Carey in the studio. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Method acting, you guys. <laughs>